0: Welcome to the AJHP podcast series. The American Journal of Health System Pharmacy is the official journal of the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, an association of pharmacists committed to helping patients make the best use of medications. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org. Hello, this is Pamela Shea, Assistant editor at the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy. I'm speaking today with Dr. Ginger Langley, one of the authors of a paper entitled, The Role of Mucoregulatory Agents After Continence Preserving Urinary Diversion Surgery. This paper describes the post surgical use of N acetylcysteine, octreotide, and other agents to reduce mucus accumulation after urinary diversion procedures. Thank you for joining me today,
1: Ginger. Thanks,
0: Pamela. What prompted the idea for this paper?
1: Actually, what prompted the idea for this paper is uh, a couple of years ago, we encountered a patient on the gynecologic oncology floor that had undergone a total pelvic exoneration with a continent urinary diversion. And during rounds one morning, we noticed that she had an entry for acetylcysteine on her medication administration record. And we actually thought it was there by error. And then after discussing with the surgeons, we determined that they were using that to, to clear mucus breakdown in her, uh, her conduit.
0: How often do you actually see an acetylcysteine, rinididine, octreotide, or any of these agents used in practice?
1: Well, for this particular indication, uh, we've seen these, these agents used actually pretty infrequently. And some of that's just due to the fact that, you know, a lot of patients are not able to have continent urinary diversions just because it is a little more labor-intensive. Patients have to learn how to self-catheterize. And usually when they're being treated for these types of cancers, some patients will just have an incontinent diversion that, you know, that just drains constantly. For this particular indication, I've actually only seen N-acetylcysteine used three times, probably within a two-year period.
0: Well, because it's used so infrequently, are there any special considerations that hospitals or pharmacists should be aware of when N-acetylcysteine or other agents are used for this indication?
1: Yeah, Actually, it's interesting that you should ask. I mean, most people are familiar with using uh, N-acetylcysteine as an agent to clear bronchial secretions or, you know, perhaps for acetaminophen toxicity. And so, when we use this um, agent for that particular indication, you know, the, the medications are provided in typically 60cc syringes. And so, we have to make sure that we have auxiliary labels to identify and help nurses recognize that the medication is supposed to be injected into a urinary catheter and not an IV catheter. So there's
0: a safety concern
1: there? Sure, right. And just because we use it so infrequently, I think nurses just kind of think to, to what they're most familiar with. So, Right. Did you find that
0: there were certain specialty groups that were more likely to use these agents or have more experience using these agents?
1: Yeah, based on our experience at MD Anderson, what, what we found was there were primarily two specialty groups. The first group was gynecologic oncologists that create these urinary diversions, and then obviously urologists that also do this for um, other types of cancers. And we actually found through our discussions with those physicians that their specific specialty bodies, like the American Urological Association and the, uh, the FGO, the Society of Gynecologic Oncologists. But this is kind of a a part of their literature that they're probably more familiar with than we are as pharmacists.
0: They're more used to using them. Yes, I see.
1: Right. And it it was actually kind of interesting because when we encountered this one one patient that was receiving this medication, we spoke with our drug information specialist at our hospital just to ask, you know, are you familiar with, with, you know, emacetylcysteine being used for this indication? And she had never heard of it. And I asked actually several other uh, clinical pharmacy specialists and, and no one was aware of it which really kind of reinforced to us that there was an opportunity to maybe describe this better in the pharmacy literature.
0: Did you find that N-acetylcysteine is used more frequently in the inpatient post-operative setting or are patients sent home with this in the home setting?
1: I think I actually saw a little bit of both. Obviously, in the hospital setting, it's easier to use N-acetylcysteine because your nurses are responsible for administering the medication, whereas once you decide to send the patient home with N-acetylcysteine, you know, you're depending more on the patient and caregiver to assume that task. Um, So I would definitely say that I saw it used more frequently initially in the post-op setting, and then uh, depending on, uh, you know, patient involvement, patient engagement, and then their likelihood to develop mucus clots, then we would determine if those patients were candidates to go home with the medication.
0: Would they have to be changed to other therapy if, you found that they couldn't handle the responsibility of administering it themselves?
1: Typically, what most patients would do is, uh, you know, if they went home and had problems with uh, mucus complications, then when they would come back for office appointments, then they would sometimes just ask for, uh, you know, kind of manual evacuation of their conduits that way.
0: I see. So if the patient could be sent home on this, what type of patient education needs to be given for proper administration?
1: Well, you know, the n cysteine is mixed uh, with saline, and so patients would have to be uh, educated how to, you know, pull up saline, mix that with the anacetyl solution, and then inject that total mixture into their urinary catheter, you know, so they would have to have, you know, be familiar with the administration techniques, with installation, with pullback of the syringe, just proper technique is probably most important for those patients.
0: So thank you very much for speaking with me. This has been Pamela Shea, assistant editor at AJHP, and I have been speaking with Dr. Ginger Langley about a paper entitled The Role of Mucoregulatory Agents After Continence Preserving Urinary Diversion Surgery. That concludes this podcast. For more information, please visit www.ajhp.org.